You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Atlanta Realtor Rundown. I'm your host, Matt LaMarche, today. Super excited to sit down with our very special guest today, Um, someone that I just really admire, someone that I got connected to very early on in my real estate career, but also uh, with the Atlanta Realtors uh, Association here. So, Lane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. Absolutely. So, in the beginning here, let's just talk kind of high level. You're real estate experience here in Atlanta, um, what you're doing now, what you're up to now, certainly, but, you know, just the Reader's Digest version, more or less. <laughs> sure, I'll try to cover that. I'm going into my 25th year, so um, Lay McCormack. Uh, I have served in lots of different capacities, but certainly as an agent early on in my career, was very fortunate to have an incredible mentor who was actively involved in her association at the time and encouraged me to get involved. And from that, um, I've served as a director of training for a company while simultaneously being a managing broker. Broker, served as managing broker for many years, and then um, four years ago I had an opportunity to become a chief strategy officer for a company and then COO, and now currently serve as CEO for that company. So 25 years and still running and loving every part of this business. <laughs> well, I love that. And it's it's hard to condense a lifetime of real estate down to a 30-minute episode, but as Absolutely. I was said before, <laughs> we're going to do our best. Um, and, right. and I love that your background is in training and development of, of people and of agents, because I feel like that's, we're kind of underserved, I think, unless you're super involved in the association, unless you're super involved in leadership, you know, you may not have access or know you have access to a lot of the tools and tips and training and development that we as an association offer that your brokerage offers. So um, I love that we're kind of coming from that from that place uh, to start us off with. But I know that you teach a class and go through a lot of new agent training as well as veteran agent training. Yes. I'm I'm always the one that's saying the old agents have just as much to learn <laughs> as the new ones do because right. a things are changing in our market constantly. But the technology and relationships and referrals. I mean, right. you know, you look at the real estate industry as a whole. There's a lot to be covered. So, I'd love to hit the highlights. Where yeah. do you think most agents? Um, you know, can work on their business? Where do they start? How do they look at things differently? You know, we're at the beginning of the year now. I think we all kind of go through this business planning slash, what do I want next year to look like? Right. Well, I think what I would say to you is I was very fortunate growing up that I had a grandfather that was an entrepreneur and had his own business. And um, as much as things changed, they also stay the same. (laughs) And I know that someone out there is like, that's the old lady in the room, but it's very (laughs) true. Um, And the reality is um, we're at the end of the day, we're still in a relationship business. We can have all the tools, we can have everything, but if we're not connecting with people, we're not engaging and we won't have business. So I talk um, about once a quarter to some of the students at Capitus. I come in and talk with them for those folks that are getting their license or are currently in class. And what I always share with them is, is, is several pointers. But the first thing I tell them is if they get into our industry, and it's our industry, mm-hmm. and they don't love it, 
please get out. Right. Because those of us that love it want to work with people who love our industry. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I tell them is your first year in this business is not your earning year. It's Mm -hmm. truly your learning year. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are people out there who do very well in their first year. But as market shifts, the number one thing you have to remember is education. And we're very fortunate here in Atlanta to have great opportunity with Capitus and others that um, support the educational side of that. So um, going back to my mentor, my first year in the business um, was with a very um, small local firm and um, not heavily engaged in their association. Uh, Met someone that taught my code of ethics class and really sort of fell in love with her teaching style and her knowledge. Mm -hmm. That that was what it came back to. And, um, And she just said, you know, get your designations early. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until you're so busy in the business you can't do that. And that was invaluable to me because that educational piece that, let's be honest, our, you know, going through the coursework and the classwork doesn't teach you anything about <laughs> how to sell real estate, how to converse with people, right. contracts, et cetera. So that was a great opportunity. I did. I dove right in, um, obtained my GRI within a year, my ABR within a year. I now have my CRB. So those things are always uh, valuable as well. And then I think the other um, part of it is many people create a business plan, but they don't work the business plan. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, it's, it's sort of like <laughs> going to the gym on January right, 2nd. Right. You know, we go for 40 or 50 days, maybe not that long. <laughs> and then we don't step back into the gym. And mm. I think oftentimes a business plan is that way as well. You don't look at it. So um, back in those days, we had post-it notes. And so I would post my goals on my windshield visor, on my bedside table, on my mirror, in my bathroom, everywhere that I could see those every single day. And what's interesting is in September of that year, I achieved my goals. And Mm. so it's really cool to look back and think about how a simple post-it note made a big difference for me. That's amazing. Well, and and on that same note, I mean, I do the same thing. They're everywhere, right? My goals are everywhere. My strategy is everywhere because when it's constantly in front of me, I'm always thinking about it. But then when a question comes up and it's a yes or no question with, you know, does this get Matt's time or does it not? The answer is yes or no Yes. (laughs) because it aligns or it doesn't align, right? Absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, I think, what you just laid out there is really important for our listeners too, that just like anything, you know, what you put into your business is what you get to take out of it. Just like with the association. I mean, there's free CE that happens here. Um, There's free designations and great speakers. And I mean, I think we do a really, really good job of that uh, at the association level. But of course, if you're an Atlanta realtor, that means you're also in GAR, the George Association of Realtors, as well as NAR, the National Association. And honestly, at every level, there there's always something for someone, I feel like. Um, So I love that you kind of started us there. and, And I think that just gets missed way too often. I think that we, you know, and we're working on better communication with how do we, how do we meet these people where they are. But I love your your advice about the designations because I think most most realtors would agree. Sure. We, we go, we take the test, and then we pass the, or we, we take our course, we pass the test, and then we have no idea how to actually conduct ourselves. Absolutely. Right. That is absolutely And the designations true. are really yes. no different. I mean, I took the uh, resort and second home or second property specialist, and I had never son- sold one home in a second home market or anything. Uh, and I learned a lot, certainly, right. but it didn't teach me to how go get those clients and work with them and communication and the whole thing. So I think that's one thing that 
a lot of people think that you're just going to get that designation. Money's going to start flying your way. Right. Not exactly. How it works. Not always the case. <laughs> Not always the case. And I think it's a good opportunity to also plug, you know, Georgia Association of Realtors has the scholarship opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we just don't promote enough. Right. And candidly, that's how I earned my GRI and, and ABR is I submitted for a scholarship and was reimbursed for those. So yeah. great opportunity there as well. Um, and it's a good segue probably to getting involved in ARA mm-hmm. and, and how that came about. Um, I mentioned my grandfather earlier. He, Both of my grandfathers in their industries volunteered as leaders throughout state organizations. And um, I didn't know it was in my blood, um, <laughs> but I was asked uh, many years ago to get involved here. I think it's it's now maybe been 20 years plus wow. or close to 20 years. And um, uh, I still remember a day that Nancy C. called me about the auction committee. That's what it was <laughs> called at that time. And she sat with uh, myself and another uh, former past president, Deanne Golden, and said, I'd like to do something different, and I'd like you two ladies to lead it. Mm. And so um, I often say just an ask is all that you need to get right. involved. But I would uh, be remiss if I didn't say I felt it was an obligation to give back mm-hmm. to an industry that gives so much to us. And I see people that um, that come and get involved in a committee, and then the next year, you know, they think they need to be president-elect or they need to. <laughs> and what I would say to you is it's a long process. Mm-hmm. It's You're not here for yourself. You're here to serve the members, right. and it's about the membership. And over time, if you make your uh, desires known, but I always share with um, this group of students, I didn't stand up and say, hey, I want to be president-elect. I just continued to serve and give back, and that door opened. Mm -hmm. So um, highly encourage people to get involved in their association, even at a small level of serving on a committee. I do share this um, often, you know, the auction committee at that time was a fun committee, and I like to have fun. Um, I remember being asked to serve on governmental affairs, Mm. and that was a fear of mine because I didn't feel that I was well-educated in that area. And what I learned is that's a great opportunity to learn Mm. as well. So never stop learning. Always keep learning. Well, just like the designations, right, you don't really know what you're going to get out of it until you've done it. Absolutely. Um, and, And I think there is a lot of misconception that, like, these these committees, even just being a committee member, a contributing member, takes a lot of time. And I know for some of our committees, they're 30-minute and hour-long meetings once right. a month, which, you know, 12 hours of your year may not be a lot of your time. Right. Um, but the impact that you can have in that 12 hours is, is immense. Right. And um, and obviously, there's, there's some that require more than others, but... You know, I think for all, but when I look at the calendar, I just get so overwhelmed sometimes because I'm like, now it now it adds up. Now it makes sense right. to why we have so many committees and so many different uh, leaders within our organization that are, you know, orchestrating all of this, which I think is is um, something that's, you know, for for Atlanta, the size city that we are, is right. quite impressive because I've connected with leaders all over the country now and. Um, even at the state level, there are people that don't have 
the uh, engagement that we do. Um, and they're always asking, how do we get more people involved? How do we get more people in? And um, I think we do a really, really good job of that. So kind of going back to the education piece, um, you know, new agents, veteran agents, we're in, we're in, so we're recording this in January of 2023. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy, happy New Year. <laughs> this will come out a little bit later, but I do think it's important that we kind of talk about the elephant in the room that is the market at the moment. Right. Um, would love to hear your advice for new agents as well as seasoned agents that maybe haven't experienced this market. I mean, I've only been in the business for four years, so this is the first time I'm seeing anything uh, weird, if you will. Um, but what's your advice for, for shifting markets and, and both new agents and uh, veteran agents? Yeah, I'm happy to share. I actually <laughs> shared with a group earlier this week, and I what I explained is um, – you know, if you go back 25 years ago, our news sources were very different. Yes, we had the internet, but it was certainly not as robust as it is now. Mm -hmm. And certainly not all of the video capabilities. And I mean, you think about Instagram and TikTok, how <laughs> new those are, and yet they're not that new, but they are for most. Yeah. And what I, what I shared with this group, um, and it was a powerful group of producers, as I said, you know, don't be distracted. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is we forget what our goal is. What's your goal? I think um, realistically, our goal, it's really twofold. Number one is I would hope and think that everyone's goal is to have a closing. Mm -hmm. You know, that simple. Right. I would like to have a closing. I would like to have multiple. These are my goals. And I think the other is for the consumer to have a good experience. Mm -hmm. And so for that, if you go back, I'm very, I had some cousins in the business who encouraged me to get into the business. And we often have shared stories over the years of, um, you know, we used to write on carbon paper to write a contract. <laughs> so things have changed, but what has not changed is, you know, put your head down and do your work. Mm -hmm. um, one of my um, other mentors recently shared with me her 2023 goals and one, uh, a powerful statement, but it was so true. And I've, I, have told her I've since um, ripped off and duplicated it, <laughs> if you will, um, and that is block the noise. Mm. There's a lot of noise out there. Um, put your head down. Do your work. Mm -hmm. Be proud of your work. You know, there's an old saying out there, would you put your name to it? Yeah. Um, do your work. Be proud of your work. Um, don't let the noise distract you. Don't let someone who's not successful be the person telling you what you should do in your business. Yeah. Because um, I do see that sometimes as agents uh, join various companies across the uh, um, across our association, and they pick a mentor that didn't sell a house last year in one of the best markets. Mm -hmm. That's not your mentor. Yeah. So put your head down, do your work, um, be strategic about your work, time block. It's crazy. You know, I heard that all those years ago and I didn't believe it. And it's real, you it's know? Real. Um, so look at what other successful people are doing. Um, years ago, my very first listing was knocking the door of a for sale by owner. Mm. And when I share that story, people will say, you knocked a door. And I said, yeah, I did something that unsuccessful people were not willing to do. Mm. And you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. Well, and where you started off too, in terms of this conversation where this, the stuff that we used 20 and 30 years ago for sales in general still works today. Absolutely. Right. And yes, there's some new technologies. Yes. There's some new platforms. There's certainly new ways of going about and getting business, but that doesn't suddenly mean that all that stuff 
right. that we used to do doesn't work anymore. I mean, exactly. I still know agents that door knock and cold call and fizzbos and expires and everything. Else, and they have wonderful success with right. it and close 30 and 40 and 50 transactions a year. So, um, but I think that's, that's the common cycle that real estate agents exactly. and realtors get into is that they hear about some new shiny object. <laughs> yes, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> or yes, platform or whatever. Right. And they hear about one person's success with it and they think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I can and do it. that mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that mentality. I think that's a wonderful mentality to have. But if you've built your business a different way, maybe it will be successful. Maybe it will not be successful. Right. But if you come back, like you said, to the basics, we know what works. Right. And we know where a lot of people have had success. And to me, I'd rather work off of that platform. Absolutely. So in coaching agents that I coach, you know, if if you've got 200 people in your database Mm -hmm. and you want to double your business, your database has to grow. Sure. Well, ultimately, how do you grow your database? You've got to put yourself in front of meeting new people, (laughs) you know, or you've got to take the database that you have and you've got to work it and teach those people to be your marketing director. Mm -hmm. So in my GRI class, I can still see the speaker. I can't remember her name. And she said, you know, you have to help people understand that when they hear the word real estate, their answer needs to be, you have to call my realtor lane. You know, that has to be. And if you've not helped people understand that, you've got some work to do. Mm -hmm. And so again, you can have all the systems and tools and there's so much incredible technology. But if you're not, I call it face to face, Mm -hmm. nose to nose, toes to toes, knees to knees, whatever (laughs) you want to call it, with people, um, all the technology in the world, yes, it can generate leads, but you're not developing a sustainable business. Right. And there's a big difference. Yeah. Well, and and just like you said, you can double your database and get more response, more reaction, more results. Uh, or you can get better at your systems and your referral systems and, you know, building out that platform and conversion ratios. I mean, we could talk about All a that. lot of different ways, right? <laughs> right? There's a lot of different ways right. to go about skinning this cat. But I, I think you're so right. And I think, again, that shiny, <laughs> call it shiny syndrome issue <laughs> that we have where a new technology, a new CRM, a new social media platform comes out. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people just get distracted and they forget that, this is actually a really, like, I think we as agents complicate this business. A lot oh, that's a good point. Sometimes we, we do. To, right? Absolutely. So my yes. idea is like, keep it simple. Like it doesn't, yes. our clients do not want a more difficult transaction than we have right. to produce. Right. And the other agents, our co-ops also want a nice, smooth and easy transition Absolutely. from one owner to the next. Um, and so, you know, to me, how do we make it easier? How do we make it faster and more efficient? Um, and reduce the friction and the issues that kind of come along. I wrote an article not too long ago that I shared with some of our team, and and it just simply said the title was, Would You Work With You? And what that meant was, um, are you approachable? Do you have the end goal? You know, Mm. people want to win. They want to, I I use the word, cremate people in the process (laughs) to get to that win. And and the reality is, would you work with you? Mm -hmm. You know, are you good to co-op with, have you read, what an anomaly, have you read your contract? (laughs) You know, do you understand it? Do you, um, do you take time to counsel 
the people that you're working with? Or as we've done in the last couple of years, do we just throw a contract at them and get a signature and hope it all works out? And Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, you alluded to this earlier, the market adjusting and all that. At the end of the day, we're consultants. That's our Mm -hmm. responsibility is to make sure that the client that we're representing and that we're, we're looking out for, if you will, understands what they're signing and also that you're able to co-op with the agent on the other side and it's okay sometimes when that co-op agent is not having a good day to say (laughs) let's take a break yeah you know let's take a minute I'm going to call you back or you call me back when you've had a chance it sounds like you have a lot going on Mm -hmm. you know call me back when you and I can have a a conversation about us getting to closing and that sometimes we have to be reminded of the goal (laughs) I'm I'm one of those I have to zoom out sometimes and go we all have the same goal here we're trying to accomplish the same thing and you know like you said a bad day can ruin everything for a lot of people Um, I think having a little more empathy for all of us in a shifting market can help as well Um, but I think you're so right and I think that you know, we don't always appreciate. And, and this is one thing that we're, I think we're doing a really, really good job of kind of raising the professional standard, right? Especially in a shifting market, you know, there's going to be people that get out of this business for a myriad of reasons, either it's too hard to, they want to retire to whatever and everything in between. But really to me, what we're doing here is we're raising the professional standard so that, uh, we no longer accept (laughs) <laughs> bad That's behavior, right. Right? right? And it's not just from an ethical standpoint. It's from understanding the contracts. And right. and I know a lot of my early mentors in this business told me, you know, the better agent always works harder. Right. And I Absolutely. thought that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And to me, that also means maybe educating the other side, the co-op agent that, look, this is what this actually means. I don't know if anyone's told you this or not. And I'm coming from a place of right. an abundance of curiosity here. I'm not right. trying to step on anyone's toes or anything, but this is actually what this means. And you may want to go talk with compliance or whoever yes. you need to. Yeah. But giving that, because I would want that. Like right. if I don't know something, I'm going to be the first guy to raise my hand and go, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Let me go get the answer. (laughs) Well, people say to me, how did you learn what, you know, how do you know what you know? And Mm. I said, well, it was either through an experience, (laughs) and usually that's not a positive experience, (laughs) or it was for surrounding myself with people that I could call and ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I sit around, you know, I still serve as a past president on the um, board of directors. Mm -hmm. And when I sit around our room, um, now we just had our first meeting. And um, as I look around the room, there are so many people in that room that I've picked up the phone and called and said, I have this situation. Mm -hmm. I respect you as a leader. And um, how would you handle this? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, that's such a great way to learn and um, a great opportunity. I would not have that opportunity had I not served um, here. So um, it's not just that you're giving to an industry, but that's part of the receiving back, if you will, that is also a benefit. And it's not just from a leadership level, it's from an agent level Mm -hmm. um, coming in, whether you're new or, you know, a 40 plus year veteran. We have some of those, which is fantastic. There's some incredible history with those people. There really is. And that's such an important point to me. That was the biggest value for me in the first like year or two. It was the relationships, but it was also the ability to just pick up the phone and go, Hey, I know you don't have a dog in this fight over here. Right. And I need (laughs) some advice. I just need some, some, yeah, yeah, because Hard-headed Matt over here used to learn <laughs> everything on his own through failure. I knew and hard-headed <laughs> Lane one time as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. I love it. I love it. Definitely. <laughs> I see a lot of agents that are trying to do a lot of different 
types of business. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to do, um, we used to call it resi merchal. So, you know, <laughs> commercial and residential. And my encouragement would be as you grow in this business, find your niche, find mm-hmm. what, or your niche, find what um, you enjoy and focus on that. Like you said earlier, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities and people throw, you'll, when you go through GRI, you learn, I, I remember saying they're learning about cap rates and, mm-hmm. you know, those are all beneficial. Um, but find what you're niches and stick to that Mm -hmm. Um, don't try to be all things to all people Um, that is some great advice that was (laughs) given to me and and certainly valuable as well yeah no that's that's really good advice and and I think you're right a a lot of people come in just kind of blue ocean mentality right like anything is possible and and you're right but if you to me I always tell all of my clients are 10 years younger or 10 years older than I am, somewhere in that 20 year range, they generally have younger kids and, you know, like this and do that on the weekend. And they look and they sound and they act like I do, generally speaking. And so they're small business owners too, which a lot of them resonate with my message and vice versa. So I think that's, that's really good advice. And a lot of people say that, but just like the business plan, very few sure. follow through. <laughs> very few follow through. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So awesome. So obviously, not every real estate transaction that happens in Atlanta, Georgia, is silky smooth. Oh, and right. You're <laughs> never so have right. any issues, right. right? There's a lot of egos. There's a lot of personalities. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of different homes out there. I mean, we're not like a phoenix where most homes are exactly the right, same. exactly the same. So yeah. from start to finish, obviously a lot can go wrong. How do you coach your agents? How do you coach just people in general, even consumers, about how to navigate a real estate transaction when, not if, when something comes up? How do we deal with that? How do we how do we coach people through that? Yeah, I think you have to put the consumer first. So the person that's sitting in front of you or that you're representing, you need to make sure that that they understand what could go wrong, you know, mm-hmm. anticipate. And yeah. and I tell people, um, tell the good, tell the bad, tell the ugly, um, uh, you know, Bad news never gets better with time, hmm. so rip off that Band-Aid, if you will. <laughs> but be transparent. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Mistakes do happen. Things do happen. Um, but we're also not dealing with brain surgery. Right. So, you know, it's, we're not, yes, it is their biggest potentially financial investment, but you've got to be honest about it and you've got to go. So where I find most mistakes happen is that most people will rush through something, you know, or they will assume that someone who sold a home two years ago understood what they did Mm. two years ago. And I have found that um, the best thing you can do is have a consultation with the consumer, um, whether that's your listing appointment, whether that's your buyer brokerage appointment, where you're going through how you work. Be very clear about how you work. Um, You know, I tell people, if your client is texting you at 10 p.m. and you answer at 10 p.m., you just set the standard Mm -hmm. of what they should expect. Yeah, there's a new boundary. a new, there is no boundary. You know? or no boundary at exactly. All, right? So set those boundaries up yeah. in the beginning before mm-hmm. they ever see a contract. The other thing that um, I would recommend for buyers and sellers is put a contract in front of them that's blank. Mm. Talk about it before they ever receive an offer, yeah. um, because I think that's also valuable for them to have an opportunity to process and yeah. go through that. Mistakes will happen. 
They just do. Mm -hmm. We're human. We're not superhuman. We're human. And so, again, um, working through, before you'd have to deliver a mistake, Mm. maybe counsel with um, your broker or another mentor that you might have. Um, But don't try to hide it. I've Mm -hmm. seen too many situations where people try to hide it or lie about it or, um, you know, hope it'll go away with time so they don't answer their phone. Biggest pet peeve. Mm. Um, So don't do that. You know, be forthcoming with the information. Most of the time, the consumer is very understanding, and they will work with you through the challenge or yeah. through the problem. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we are all human, and we do make mistakes. And I think, actually, and I've heard this from clients on both sides of the transactions, how you deal with conflict and how you deal with issues actually can set you up for more or no referrals. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Because if they feel like they can trust you, I mean, obviously like trust, those are big things in our world. Mm -hmm. But when something goes wrong, how you deal with it can determine the future business or the future value of that client to your business. And, you know, I think some of this stuff isn't even our fault. Sometimes it happens on the other side. But yeah, we're the we're the messenger. We got to deliver <laughs> right. it right, and the punching bag. <laughs> yes, punching absolutely. Bag. But I, I think you're so right, and I think that level of like extreme ownership that you know everything's not my fault, but we do have to deal with it. We right. have to work around. I have to advise you. You ultimately have to sign on the dotted line and right. determine we are or we are not going to do something. But I think you're right, and honestly. As, as we improve the professional development side of things and yes. the ethical side of what it's like to be a professional real estate in Atlanta, Georgia, the other thing that I think you just mentioned we can do is always set better expectations. Exactly. Um, I mean, we create the image that we have. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, that is all under our control. Mm-hmm. And so um, the more we can um, raise that image out there in the public, the better. And I think a lot of that comes from truth and transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people, if you walk into a situation and you're wishy-washy, <laughs> then guess what? Your client's going to be wishy-washy mm-hmm. and the lack of confidence, its the confidence in you will be gone. Yeah. So walk in, we have a problem. Here's a solution. Here's another opportunity. Here's another solution. Um, and ultimately, let the client decide what's that, what that best solution is for them. You be their guide. Yeah. I love that. Great, great way to end it, Lane. Yeah. Well, Lane, any for someone that's just listened to the last thirty minutes of this and gone, I'm um, I'm on it. Like I love what she's talking about. I, I I'm put I'm picking up what she's putting down. Sure. Would there be another resource, a book, a podcast, um, uh, another resource that you would recommend to people to kind of continue this idea of continuing education and setting expectations, negotiating, working with other people. I mean, we've covered a lot, but anything you would recommend? Yes. So um, there's several podcasts that I listen to. I'm a morning walker. So um, I like to get up and, you know, throw the gym clothes on (laughs) and head out the door and listen to a podcast or two. And um, some of my favorites, I love the Andy Stanley leadership. Mm. There's always a nugget to come Mm -hmm. from that. Um, Brian Buffini's always a good one. He's got some fun things and I love his accent. So that's always fun. And, um, did some coaching with him many years ago. Um, there's a new podcast out that has just been fantastic about featuring, uh, top producers all across the United States. It's called Brokering Billions. Mm-hmm. Great podcast. And then, um, I love humor. So sometimes I pick up a podcast that has nothing to do with real estate. Mm. One of my 20 
2023 goals for myself is to um, not be 24 seven <laughs> in this industry. Mm-hmm. So um, finding some humorous podcasts out there are great as it. well. So yeah. I it's easy, you know, yeah. it's searching a podcast. <laughs> wow, there's some amazing podcasts out there. There really are. So, there really are. And yes. it feels like everything's caught. Every time I think that someone's not doing a podcast about something, I go and I look it up, and sure enough, and there's, sure like enough three there's or another four podcast. <laughs> right. Well, Lane, <laughs> if, if someone has any more questions or wants to even maybe touch base with you about or has a question maybe yeah. that, that came as a result of this podcast, sure. what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So, the easiest way to get a hold of me, I don't mind giving my cell. It's 404. 404- 413-6331. My uh, personal email is my last name, which no one knows how to spell. <laughs> it is M-C-C-O-R-M-A-C-K-L-A-N-E at Gmail. Perfect. And I'm happy to help anybody out there. Awesome. That's that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help all of us succeed. There's plenty of business for all of there us. There really is. Well, and, and kind of to finish us out here, I love the fact that there is a, a portrait of Theodore Roosevelt just outside our little kitchen down there that says everyone owes something back to the industry, to the, to the uh, association, to fill in the brokerage, like the team. To me, that is something that I think I get to see lived out every time I walk through the doors here. So I really appreciate you taking the time and coming and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. Uh, here on the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Really appreciate you for that. And uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear what you're taking away from these episodes from our guests. Uh, but we'd also love to hear from you and on the you know new uh, topics or uh, subject matter experts that we have here in the Atlanta area. We're not just about real estate. We're talking about everything Atlanta. So from transportation to economics to real estate to just about anything you can imagine. So we really appreciate it for that. And uh, thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.